This is Dan Like the Ghost, and we're talking about Previty Lude, the grandmother demos. So about a week and a half ago, we got our Moog grandmother. We made that decision after looking at a lot of different scents. And the fact that we have a Moog DFAM, a drummer from another mother, and a Moog uh, Mother 32 really kind of um, pushed us to get the grandmother. And we also have an Arturia Mini Brew 2S and a Roland System 1M. And the System 1M is somewhat like an analog synth because it has behavioral analog modeling. And it plays really well together with the Mother 32 and the DFAM. Now, we were looking at some products from Behringer. But I have to say that, you know, listening to the Moog oscillators, this is something about Moog oscillators that just is a little bit more um, present and it just has a lot, they just have a lot of power. And then the ability of the grandmother um, to just integrate with the Eurorack solutions and the really nice guitar, um, not guitar, but guitar keybed, and just the quality of the workmanship. And uh, after looking at the videos from Loopop and Sonic State and Anderton's, it just becomes apparent that, you know, Moog is something really special. And so we, you know, not benefiting from, from Moog or anything. We're not uh, working with them directly or anything, but we just felt that the, the, the sound or the synth was just incredible. And the spring reverb and the modulation options, the CP3 mixer, the 911, uh, components, all the modular components, it just brings a lot of power to your mix. And so uh, we're just really happy with the results of the songs we've been working on. So we started to explore more direct uses of of the of the synth. Uh, we were spending a lot of time in the sequencer, um, which we actually still are. We did a couple of songs where we did beat bass lines and lead lines. But the synth really lends itself to very atmospheric experimental stuff. Just because the patch bay, you can do so many things. And our, we've done some integration with the Moog DFAM um, to sync up the drum beat. And so these particular songs, um, Brevity Lude, what we did with them, uh, the Brevity Lude original version, um, the demo, has um, the gate out of the grandmother going... Um, into the the clock of a of a of a, um, a DFAM advanced clock, and then we also use the sync <coughs> capability to sync in. And because we're we're doing this kind of um, connection through the controlled voltage, we've got a really interesting beat that we further modified with a make noise um, maths module which allows you to do exponential and logarithmic LFO processing. <clears throat> so we were able, able to modify our Moog uh, drummer from another beat. We got the beat we wanted. We synced it up with the sequencer so we could actually use the grandmother sequencer to, to have the timing. And then we used the arpeggiator or the ARP on the grandmother. And then we actually played, put it in record mode well, we didn't put a record mode. We put it in ARP mode, and then we play with it uh, to um, kind of drive the arpeggiation. Uh, so we didn't just let it stay on on 
on a, on a continuing um, arpeggio. We we evolved it through the song, and it was really nice because it's tied to the beat. And um, something we we played with, you can actually have it so it you, you triggers off every key, but then sometimes it's like a little off the beat, or you might miss a step. Um, but in particular, in this song, we it's very short. The original version um, really stays together for the first hundred first one hundred hundred and twenty seven seconds, and then it kind of evolves a little bit. And we've been kind of playing with that after second. 127, it kind of falls apart a little bit and then comes back together. We do like a dirge uh, version where we do some very interesting stuff with our MX1 performance mixer uh, and the spring reverb on the on the grandmother to do kind of this like uh, very atmospheric dirge, really slowed down version of the last couple minutes of the song. <clears throat> and this song basically is. Um, Joe's been kind of playing with the idea that, you know, Family Liquor goes, we have a lot of songs that go over seven, eight, ten minutes, um, and that we're not known for our brevity. <laughs> and so, and then we're, and then she had also talked about the fact that we, we talk a lot about, you know, sex, we talk a lot about uh, politics, we talk a lot about different things. There's a couple of things in this song they pick up on, we talk about red and blue, and that's kind of like a very um, uh, not clear if that I'm talking about, you know, uh, politics or not. And it's kind of like meant to be that way, but we're talking about, you know, in terms of like, if you think about politicians, they're, they're not tend to not be, uh, controlled by brevity at all. They go on and on. And so that's kind of an idea. So the idea in the song where we, she talked about this red and blue, you know, brevity that people don't have. And then she talks about, you know, the fact that, Peg or family like a ghost, we, we're not known um, for for our, our our strong suit of of not being um, to the point. And then the idea that sometimes we get pretty lewd in what we're doing, and um, and so that that's kind of the ideas that are thrown around is like you know, lewd, lewdness, brevity, politics, kind of all mixed together with this Moog beat, and it's, it's primarily a Moog affair on the demo, except for the um, use of um, the MX1 performance mixer. Then the next version, we actually took um, uh, the original song and then brought it into the Zoom. And in the place where we thought uh, we had had some timing issues, we went and made more timing issues. We extended the song by like a minute. Um, we broke up the song using the MX1 performance mixer. We added a another Moog line um, with some very interesting uh, kind of delay effects based on the LFO. Uh, we used uh, some uh, heavy spring reverb, used all three oscillators, uh, doing some interesting stuff with the noise oscillator. So, so we got broke up a little there, but like I was saying, what we really did with this song is um, the second version, Beverly Lude Not, is is kind of a spliced old old kind of fashion way of using uh, a recorder like a Tascam. But we're using the Zoom R24 and we're punching in and punching out. We're going to like that minute 127 and then we changed, you know, added a different 
segment by just going and taking a version of the song and, and selecting a, a, a snippet of it and then repositioning it. So what you would do with the DAW, but you're doing it kind of manually uh, by second count without a visual cue, more audio cues, and then punching in, punching out, popping the stuff back in and out. So a couple of places on the on this other version um, that goes out to five minutes and 17 seconds has that structure where at minute 127, uh, it's uh, a section pipe from minute two. 10 is replaced or put at minute 128. And then we played around with that again. We repeated the first 127 seconds, maybe three times in this version, and then uh, added a piano from a Roland Juno GI. And so in a spot where it starts getting, we're playing with the filter too. It's like we, we use the filter and the digital delay on the MX-1 to kind of change the signal. And when those sections come in, we have a piano part that we play in through, and then we also have <clears throat> a second grandmother part. So in this particular song, we're using six tracks on the Zoom, and uh, it's pretty interesting um, what we we're able to do, and we're, we're pretty happy with it, though some folks might still think the original version at four minutes is uh, the authentic version. We're still playing with it. We're probably going to adjust um, the original demo again and just uh, clean up that one minute to 27 second second section and, and alter that and make a version that's probably closer being like four minutes uh, so we're working on that today and we'll uh we're happy that uh, our album the um flower that blooms at midnight in the tomb is on amazon.com on cd you can check that out we're going to try to extend uh the contract with TuneCore to keep it out there uh, but it'd be appreciated if people start you know, we purchase it. <laughs> uh, we gotta, we gotta pay a fee to keep it up there, and uh, sometimes we end up taking a loss on that stuff, and until we get paid, and it takes a while to get paid from uh, all these vendors. And we're thinking to get going back to Landar, um, and bringing back a lot of our records and singles, just because um, you know, working with labels is a not exactly what I what I want. In fact, uh, you know, you don't get compensated as much as you should. And uh, at least with TuneCore, I was uh, in control of my compensation. I could actually see when I was going to get it. The labels are somewhat late in how they pay you. Um, and we want to control our content. So with TuneCore and Landau, we're probably going to switch back to, to working with them in 2020 and do another album and maybe get Dark Ghost out there under TuneCore as a CD. Uh, so we're thinking about doing that and we're thinking about bringing back our Lander albums so you can get some of our cover songs um, that we did before and some of the original material we had out there. We had a lot and we're gonna bring it back. So we'll talk to you later.